0: You like jazz? Shark Month has come to a close, and it is now Animorphs Month here on Purely Nostalgia, which is the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Schaffsmith, and I am the greatest good you are ever going to get.
1: And my name is Clint Jazz Hands Page, and I am what the French call Laissez Compétente, which means filled with taffy.
0: Whoa, where did that come from?
1: Sorry, I told you I had a bit um, earlier, and we'll get into Animorphs here in a second, I promise, <laughs> folks. But
0: um, People came here brought, expecting Animorphs Month, and I, we're going to yeah, give it to them.
1: We're going to give them Taffy Month first. So my wife brought me back some saltwater. She brought me some saltwater taffy okay. uh, whenever I came home from work. And um, so I'm going to be As periodically eating. As a good wife does. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be periodically eating taffy during this episode.
0: You walk in the door, you say, honey, I'm home. Take off your coat. She comes over with a silver platter and you lift off the lid and there's one single piece of saltwater taffy. And then you give her a kiss so, on the cheek and head to the bedroom to take your shoes off.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I, go, I walk through my <laughs> home with my shoes on. Yeah, I don't know. So here I go. I'm going to eat my first bit of taffy while you talk about animals.
0: Oh, so this is the bit. <laughs>
1: You're going to eat taffy <laughs> yes, I'm on to- Mike. I will, I'm going to be eating um, taffy throughout the episode because it's not going to be an episode filled with much substance. I can tell you that ahead of time. The, you're going to so. eat taffy
0: throughout the episode? That's the worst food you could possibly eat on Mike.
1: I've got taffy?
0: You couldn't limit oh, it to one is, part of the episode?
1: <laughs> this is peanut butter flavored taffy.
0: Okay. Um, well, we did promise the people Animorphs month, and we did promise them Taffy month. We had a scheduling conflict, so we have to do them at the same time. And unfortunately, um, neither of them will be a full month. <laughs> they will both be limited to the beginning segment of this episode. So, uh, sorry. Can for... you hear me chewing? I actually can't, but that doesn't mean that the listeners can't. So we'll find out when I'm editing.
1: <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm I'm, I'm purposefully. I'm purposely stepping away from the mic while I'm chewing.
0: Well, yeah. Well, when you were in the bathtub, like I, it sounded so loud on my end, and I was so worried about it. And then when we were editing, I was like, I can't actually hear him. And I actually turned up the water Turn sounds the a little bit because I wanted yeah. people to know that we weren't lying. Uh, All
1: right. I have finished one taffy.
0: Okay. And I haven't even started talking about Animorphs yet. It's Animorphs <laughs> Month. We love Animorphs here on this podcast. The reason that I felt compelled to talk about Animorphs is because um i have been listening to the books the audiobooks of animorphs and Hmm. i wanted to (laughs) have a place to share my thoughts of them um now when i say uh audiobooks these are not legal audiobooks these are Uh aha so there's this guy i don't even know his (laughs) name or who he is but he has made a podcast where he just reads the animorphs books one chapter at a time (laughs) and he does a really good job be legal It's absolutely not legal, which is why I'm not going to say the name of the podcast, because I don't want it to get taken down by the Yerks, which is the brain-controlling aliens in the Animorphs books, or by the government. Um, also, I'm not going to say the name of the podcast, because this is our podcast, and we're not plugging another podcast. But, um, you know, it wouldn't be hard to find if you're interested in listening to the Animorphs books. Just search Animorphs Audio Illegal. <laughs> but... Uh, I I listened to the first book. I listened to the I've, I'm about halfway through the second book. Clint, you read these animorphs books?
1: I have
0: not read the animorphs books,
1: but did they have a TV
0: show? There was a TV show at some point. I think like the late 90s or early 2000s, um, and I don't think it was very good. But I haven't seen any of it.
1: Yeah, I I mean I can remember the TV show. Um existing but i cannot necessarily remember and so enlighten me like are they like mutant children like what what is their ability
0: yeah so let me tell you about these animorphs
1: <laughs> let Please
0: tell, do. let me let me tell you about these tweens uh the show ran from 1998 to 2000 which could not have possibly been enough time to cover how many books are in this enormous series um the animorphs are some teens and there's five of them and the first book starts with them walking down the street and then they see a flying saucer and they're like, let's go check that out. And then (laughs) it crashes and this blue alien comes out and he says, there are brain controlling aliens coming to earth and I'm going to give you animal changing powers. And (laughs) he like touches them and then they're all like, oh wow, we can turn into animals now. And then he dies. And then the rest of the book is about like these bad guy aliens which are little slugs and they crawl into people's brains and control them and uh they they start a cult they're called the yurks and they called um they they start a cult called the Share Ring, (laughs) where people go and they like play volleyball and stuff but then the kids find out that there's uh there's brain controlling aliens in their brains and it's so funny because these books are so dorky but they're really poorly written until you get to the point where a tween is changing into an alien, and then suddenly—wait—the
1: tweens change into aliens.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. So here's the thing about the animorphs: is this? It's some tweens, and they have the power to change into. Oh, sorry, sorry animals okay <laughs> they could change into aliens they can change it to any species
1: gotcha so if aliens are seen- I'll, I'll just
0: quickly run through this and then we'll do a QA segment but um okay great great so every time it gets to the point where they're going to change into a, an animal they have to touch the animal and they they acquire that morph is what they call it and then they can change into that animal at any point point. and the the book which generally is moving at a pretty fast pace suddenly slows down and She'll take like three or four pages just describing the process of them turning into an animal. And she'll be like, his ears became big and leathery and his teeth started to grow bigger. (laughs) And it takes so long to describe it. And you can tell that she wrote this like 56 book series just so she could write about what it would be like (laughs) if you turned into an elephant. (laughs) And it makes Uh, me very uh, happy.
1: So what animals have they turned into that you have already experienced?
0: So far, they've turned into a cat, a hawk, um, a horse, a tiger, an elephant, and uh, a lizard, and a shrew. I think that's it. One okay. and a half books in.
1: Interesting. And I accidentally spoiled um, <laughs> an anamorph earlier. Yeah, he you.
0: spoiled a major plot point for me.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to. For anyone else that may be listening to these Animorphs, but um, yeah, I, I didn't mean to, but the,
0: the covers of the books are hilarious looking. And the the covers of the book are literally what the majority of the book is. It's just her describing that process in detail because the, the covers of the books, that's why I read these as a kid and wanted to get back into them as an adult. I read several of them as a kid and would just read whichever one had the cover the coolest cover. Um, mm. so like I didn't really read them in order or read all of them or anything, but they're pretty episodic. Yeah. So you can kind of read any of them. Um, but it's just like a kid slowly turning into an animal and it's fun to look at like the third one in the sequence and just yep. laugh at it because <laughs> it's like so ha- half human, half starfish or something.
1: If you could anamorph, what would you anamorph
0: into? I mean, I think the answer has got to be a seagull, right? For everyone. A seagull. Interesting. Why would you not want to be a sequel?
1: Wait, I'm looking at the Animorphs' pictures. Who is this man that is like, he has antennas.
0: Okay, yes, I'm glad you asked.
1: And is like a
0: a centaur. So this is the man who gave them their Animorph powers, or at least the same species as him. Um, Uh Uh-huh. He is a Andalite, I think they're called, um, and they are aliens that can transform into any species, and they give this power to the humans.
1: I see. Okay, I see. So my favorite looking one right here is the boy that is um,
0: turning into a snake. Now, now, just describe what that process looks like.
1: He is a boy, uh, and he's look. He looks very smug, and then he turns into boy with slightly smushed face, mm-hmm. and then he turns into snake with boy face, <laughs> and then he is large snake, and then he is snake. That's And um, then it says animorphs. Get ready. There's a brand new
0: animorph. What? There's so a new one?
1: That's what this says.
0: Oh, okay. So I think at one point in the series, um, one of the Andalites joins the animorphs. And that's Mm-mm. not a spoiler because I didn't know about that. Um,
1: the, and here's one beside it. There's a, a girl turns into a bear. Sorry. And um, it says, Sorry. There's no way out. (laughs) What?
0: I think I read the one where she turns into a bear. Mm. Uh, One of the scary things that happens is this is one of the tweens um, named Tobias, he turns into a hawk, and if you turn into an animal for more than two hours, you're stuck as that animal forever, and Tobias gets stuck as a hawk forever in the first book. Whoa.
1: Dang,
0: Tobias. And what's funny is oh. they just explain it away by they're just like his parents didn't really love him, <laughs> so like <laughs> there's never like a missing Useless. person alert.
1: <laughs> He's just and a hawk fr- forever. His and no one didn't misses care him. about him too much either. Apparently,
0: well, he still hangs out with them as a hawk, and he can communicate them with them like with his thoughts. But like oh. they never really talk about him cool. like disappearing off the face of the earth. They're just like his family didn't love him and they didn't miss him. <laughs> Tobias Animorphs.
1: Yep, yeah, he is indeed a hawk.
0: He is a hawk. Uh, they're so, apparently well, making an Animorphs movie at some point. We don't know a whole lot about it, but you can have the purely nostalgic guarantee that if we're still doing this stupid show, we'll definitely talk about it.
1: Who am I? What am I? A bird. A boy. Something not quite human. Something more than human. The person Rachel loves. I discovered something amid the pain and terror and confusion. I discovered the answer to what I am, to who I am, isn't something to be answered in a single word or single moment. I am
0: an anamorph. <laughs> don't tell me who was talking in that, because I don't want to know who Rachel loves.
1: Okay. Well, never mind.
0: <laughs> I think I know who it is. I think tell it's, me. Who is it is Tobias. It? It's, I mean, yeah, it's Tobias. Yeah, it's Tobias. I knew they'd end up together. She's going to fall in love with a hawk at some point. Gross. Um, Anyway, we don't have to keep talking about it anymore, so we can shift to Taffy now if you want.
1: Well, that's, I mean, a woman falling in love with a hawk is oddly (laughs) enough appropriate for the movie that we're talking about. Oh,
0: we are sorry to announce that it is time for B-movie.
1: Yeah, it is indeed time for B-Movie. Not the B-Movie, just B-Movie. It's called B-Movie. Not a B-Movie.
0: Yeah, B-Movie. How dare you call this movie the B-Movie? It is just B-Movie. This is a movie about some yellow people. Um,
1: Let me pop in some taffy while you talk about this. (laughs) Hold on. Uh,
0: They are yellow like The Simpsons, so... We can assume it takes place in the Simpsons universe, I believe. Just kidding. These are not humans. These are bees. And the main bee himself is Jerry Seinfeld. No, he's uh, Barry. Barry. What's his name? Barry Barry
1: B. Benson.
0: Why is his name Benson? It should be Beeson.
1: But Beeson's not a real last name. Benson is.
0: Yeah, I just don't like Benson. I don't know. Uh, He doesn't want to be a bee. Uh, he wants to be a human, I think. Are we done? Can we be done with B-Movie? Can we end this episode?
1: Yeah, we're done with B-Movie. Tell us more about Animorphs. Okay,
0: so <laughs> one time the, the shifted and he turned into a, uh, a lizard and his lizard brain got mixed up with his human brain and he got so stressed out and panicked and didn't want to turn into a lizard anymore.
1: Mm, do be that way. Um, anytime I say B in any context of this episode, I feel like I'm going to have to you know, think about this movie.
0: Yeah, so unfortunately, DreamWorks did make a B-movie. And uh, I don't know why we wanted to talk about it on this show. I guess because it seems like it's right up our alley. Um, And because for a while we were getting to the point where we were talking about too many good movies on the show, but then we accidentally scheduled B-movie right after Shark Tale, which are two very bad DreamWorks movies. Am I getting ahead of myself by saying this movie is very bad?
1: No, I mean, I I don't know really of anyone that uh that loves this um
0: i feel like it's time for us to talk about our personal experience with the film b movie
1: hey really quick uh-huh. so i googled b movie trivia
0: okay um, perfect.
1: and uh, sorry i'm dil- you know diverging from the norm here that's okay um so it says the b movie t- trivia um 10 question trivia authored by Happy
0: Christian. Um Happy Christian is Happy Christian the person's name or is this a Happy Christian? No, this is a Happy Christian. Um uh,
1: the average score for this uh, for the B movie is 6 out of 10. Um so wow. Okay. okay. Do you want to take the quiz real fast?
0: I guess so. So what is th-
1: I'll ask you the questions, and you will tell me the answers to the B-movie quiz.
0: Okay. I thought you were about to start telling me B-movie trivia, but you're about to be asking me questions about B-movie. Yes, okay. correct. A b- movie okay. that I recently watched, so I should do pretty well on this, right?
1: Yes, you should. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, number one, what was Barry's best friend's name? Oh. Adam,
0: Vanessa, Bob, and jo- or George? Goodness gracious. It's Matthew Broderick. It is Matthew Broderick. Yeah. What were the choices
1: again? Adam, Vanessa, Bob, and George.
0: I think it's Adam.
1: Okay. Good. Uh,
0: Do I not find out if it was correct until the end?
1: No, you find out at the end. Uh, That's stressful. Okay. There's 10 questions. What was Barry's dad's job? A crud picker, a stirrer, pollen jock, or retired? (laughs)
0: Um, I think he was a Pollen jock, right?
1: Okay. No, um, no, 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 no.
0: Pollen jock was what he becomes. So he's not a Pollen jock. Did you already click that one?
1: I did, but I can change it if you need me to.
0: I'm going to go with, I mean, he he per- is retired, but he, he had a job, though, right, at some point? Yes, at some point. So, but he is retired, though, right? I think, I don't know, is he? Put <laughs> retired. <laughs>
1: okay. Question number three is a bit of a doozy. All right. What Disney character was cruelly traumatized... Oh, wait, we knew this one. What Disney character was cruelly traumatized or tranquilized for illegally using honey? Yogi Bear, this did not happen. Piglet or Winnie the
0: Pooh? Oh, this is a trick question because Piglet and Winnie the Pooh were on screen. But which one got, got tranquilized? But which one was tranquilized, well, yes. Well, I mean, Winnie the Pooh's the one who likes honey, so let's go with him.
1: Okay. What famous talk show host had Barry B. Benson on his show?
0: Now, if, if it says Larry King and not be Larry King, I'm going to be pretty upset.
1: David Letterman, Oprah Winfrey, Larry
0: King... <laughs> Or Montel Williams. We need to throw this quiz in the trash can because his name on IMDb itself is B. Larry King.
1: Yes. So who is it? I guess it's Larry King. Okay. We'll need to speed this up a little bit. <laughs> what was Vanessa's occupation? Florist. Florist. Doctor? Okay. Good. Uh, where did Vanessa and Barry have go? Wait. Where did Vanessa and Barry have to go to save the planet? The parade of flowers. The parade of flowers. And, well, let okay, me hear the way. Or the parade of roses.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: the parade of roses in Pasadena or Vanessa's parents' house.
0: Okay, this is a trick question. It is one of the first three options. Uh,
1: it's correct.
0: It's it's. The, is it in Pasadena? The parade. Of, I don't know. I think it's the parade of roses in Pasadena.
1: Okay, um, who did Adam sting? Rayliota, Rayton. T. Montgomery Sting
0: or Barry um it was it was the lawyer who I think is the second name you read okay can I interrupt you quickly and just say one quick thing I did google parade of of roses in Pasadena to make sure that is where the parade of roses is and the the top google result just says in very large letters (laughs) cancelled what did it do I don't know. I I think I probably tweeted something that wasn't great. And then probably did some bad apology. Um, All right. Um, Sorry, go on.
1: Which of these did Ken not use to try to assassinate Barry? Flush him down toilet? Hit him with Vogue magazine? Light him on fire? Spray him with bug spray?
0: Okay. Um, I'm struggling because I think he did all those. But I,
1: I know the answers to all of these. So I think far.
0: it's bug spray. I don't think he used bug spray. Yeah, because
1: that would kill him. Right. Uh, what did Moose, bu- Moose Blood, decide to jump on when he decided to leave Barry on the truck? Moose Blood ambulance. We all,
0: we all love Moose Blood.
1: Ambulance, Blood Mobile, police car,
0: biker. Um, this one I truly just do not remember, but I'm going to go with Blood Mobile. <laughs>
1: Final question, at the end of the movie, what type of animal went to Barry for legal advice? Chicken, person, cow, horse.
0: This would, of course, be a cow.
1: Okay, so if you remember, folks, the average was six out of 10, or 60%. -hmm. Elisha, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine
0: nine out of ten. Oh, which one did i get wrong you, was it, it was the moose blood question wasn't it
1: his dad was a stirrer he oh was not retired
0: I, I feel like he was retired but maybe not nope. also you did tell me he was retired i asked you and you said yes I, oh no do not throw
1: this on me do not throw your lack of b-movie knowledge on me
0: all right, well, a 9 out of 10 is still an A at some schools. Um,
1: yeah, I'd say you did a pretty good job, all things considered.
0: Yeah. So I'm kind of a B-movie expert, um, and I guess it's time to talk about the movie B-movie. And, Clint, what is your personal experience with this movie about bees?
1: So don't know if I saw it in theaters. I don't think that I did. Um... I can remember it existing. I remember thinking, "These these bees are talking. These bees are cool." Yep. Um, and then it just kind of existed, and then became a meme. And I think that when I watched it recently, this was the first time I'd really watched it all the way through. Um, I I know that it, that's not a very exciting, um, you know entry into my exposure, but think about this instead. I am about to eat some taffy. (laughs) Uh, So what about you? What was your foyer into the B movie?
0: Okay, so... Oh, good, I get to hear taffy. This is great. Mm -hmm. Um, I would actually rather just listen to this than hear me say anything about the movie B movie. No, go ahead. Okay, so the movie B movie, I think I saw... In the theater with friend of the show JoJo, who is my grandmother, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have strong memories of it, but I I feel I don't I, I feel like that's what happened um, because sometimes and this was two thousand seven is that correct? Yeah. Um, sometimes me and JoJo would just go to the movies and we'd be like, "What's on?" B movie. That sounds like a good movie for a, for a son and his grandmother. Um, so we saw the movie B Movie. I don't think I had strong opinions on it one way or the other at this time in my life. Mm-hmm. This wasn't really to the point where I um, was old enough to think that anything was dumb yet. Um, it just kind you of would have been it. what
1: seventh grade.
0: Yeah, and so I think probably I, I found some delight in the in some of the more edgy content in this movie, being like, oh, yeah, very this is your average Pixar movie. Um, you know, and just like, uh, they killed Winnie the Pooh or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of like it, family guy. Yeah. It's like family guy. Um, they didn't kill Winnie the Pooh. I think he's fine. Um, for all we know, for all we know. And then, you know, just Jerry Seinfeld as a B, like, I was like, mm. the, I mean, th- this is the, the guy, Jerry Seinfeld is a guy that comes on TV at six o'clock when my mom is telling me it's time for dinner. And mm-hmm. sometimes me and my brother would watch Seinfeld together. Um, and so I knew him as Mr. Seinfeld. And I said, this man is a bee. I must see this in the theater. So I took my grandmother to the theater with me, saw it. Um, I don't think I fully realize how weird it was that a bee falls in love with a woman. And maybe vice versa. Until later mm-hmm. in life, And when, like you said, it became a meme. Um, and then I watched this again a couple of days ago for the first time since then. And uh, do not think it is a good movie
1: there you know this movie re-entered into our cynical zeitgeist our being our generation um and i can remember when people started making memes about it i was like okay are they doing what they did the shrek um is this movie actually really good and they're just you know shrekifying it um and then, you know, I watched it and it was like, no, this movie deserves every single bit of scorn that our generation has given it.
0: Yeah, I feel like I haven't even seen that much scorn directed at it, just as much as just like marveling at the fact that there is a children's movie about a bee and a woman kind of falling in love with each other.
1: Yeah. The, you like jazz? That was a you big like one. You like jazz
0: is a big meme, yeah. And to be honest, that might be the one good joke in the movie. <laughs> That's pretty funny is it, that a bee says you like jazz. What's the joke there? <laughs> what? What's the joke there? I, I think the joke is that a bee is saying to a woman, you like jazz? <laughs> and the bee is Jerry Seinfeld. That's kind of funny. Mm. Well, do we want to get into <laughs> our ratings? I think so. I've already said I didn't like this movie, so I might as well go first. Um, I'm giving this one a 3 out of 10. Wow. Wow. Good. That's appropriate.
1: Um, what about you? So while I have not placed it on Letterbox, I have thought about it, and I am going to give it a 2.5 out of 10.
0: You just wanted to be less than me, didn't you?
1: Well, I knew that I wanted to be less than you, and so I'm glad that I was, um, but I don't think it was quite at two territory. So, so I know that we talked
0: about this in out of 10, not out of five, so that it's not just the same where letter letterbox rating, mm-hmm. but what is your letterbox rating going to be if it's two and a half? Because that doesn't translate oh, to an out of five rating exactly.
1: I guess then I'll just, I'm going to make it a two then. Mm. So you're giving it one star. Um, what's, I'm, a, I'm one star in it, yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, fair. Um, I think one and a half of those stars is just that you like jazz line, and then... <laughs> uh, it's it's hard for me to watch an animated movie and not give it one star. You know, I like I like I, animation, so that's where that's half where my a star, one and a half stars come from.
1: Half a star was John Goodman being kind of gross and jiggly.
0: Okay, yes, and this is this is actually one of the silver linings of this movie is that we do get to hear your John Goodman impression and uh, three, two, one, go. Oh, hold
1: on a minute. I have water beside me.
0: Wait, do you need uh, water for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so f- I'm clearing my throat. This week on the podcast, we have special guest Jonathan Goodman here to give us a 10,000-foot view. Because Clint had to go pee-pee because he drank <laughs> so much water. And thank you, Mr. Goodman, for stepping in for us. Oh, thank you, Elijah. Um. <laughs> Uh Mr. Goodman, how are we getting up into the sky
1: a, a bee is carrying us <laughs> up into the air, and it's holding us up in the air yeah you know, we're up there with the bees
0: John Goodman. you sound less like John Goodman than you usually do.
1: <laughs> hey, Clint's back um <laughs> John Goodman said he couldn't talk for that long, so okay. uh instead clint's gonna clint's gonna give you the ten thousand foot view
0: now, do you think he was on the episode long enough? for us to put it in the title of the episode that John Goodman was on. Featuring John Goodman? Yeah. I'm
1: sure he'll be back. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, 10,000 foot view of this movie. We're getting up there with a swarm of bees. Hooray. Um, excuse me, I just burped. From all the taffy. So, this movie is three movies wrapped in one. Uh, the first one being that the bees... Um, there's a bee. His name is Jerry or Barry and he graduates and becomes um he well, he's about to become something. A bee. He's about to become a man, a man bee. And they're like, Now choose your job and you will work your job for the rest of your life and he's like, That's scary. I don't wanna work the job for the rest of my life. And so he instead uh, is gonna be a pollen jockey and uh, which is what us normal people would just consider to be a bumblebee a bee <laughs> a bee yes or just a bee and what, what do you um, mean
0: instead that's the not instead he like that's what he's picking for his job right
1: well i feel like he has to be qualified for it first okay yeah. like i think that's a little more rigorous than just a, a stirrer um and basically the whole community around him is like choose your job you will fit you are a cog in our machine you will work until you day die. I mean, um, and he he's not too thrilled for that. And so he escapes the hive and gets trapped on a tennis ball. And uh, Vanessa, who is voiced by newly inducted mother of the podcast, drumroll please. Oh,
0: hold on. I can't remember her name. <laughs> Were you impressed with how quick on the draw I was with the drum roll?
1: Yes, because I was try- I was hoping you'd fumble a little bit so I could remember her name.
0: <laughs> but listeners, just know that I did not edit that. I was actually getting ready to do a drum roll before he even said it. Uh, wow. But now you have to remember what her name is. Renee Zellweger. Okay, uh, and we're clapping.
1: Newly inducted mother of the podcast, Renee Zellweger. Um, yeah, she is a human. That runs a flower shop, and she's married to a man that is loud and screams. Mm-hmm. And um, the bee and her fall in love. I think, <laughs> kind of. Um,
0: it's, it's certainly the bee has fallen in love with her. Y- yes, and it is I think arguable sp- whether or not the feelings are reciprocated.
1: Sure, yeah, but he loves her without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And then after talking with her, he discovers that humans mass produce honey. And so now this is a courtroom drama where he takes (laughs) the humans to court over honey. All the Um, humans. all The human race, and he represents the bee race, Uh, and he wins, and then they're just like, cool, neat. And then uh, the bees basically are gifted their honey back, and these are at least American bees, are gifted their honey back, And they realize, oh, we have honey now. We don't need to do anything. And so they don't. They're just relaxing. And then the world is about to end because the bees are not pollinating. And there's too much CO2 in the world or something like that. They don't have enough flowers to eat it. And uh, so then they're like, we need to fix this. And so then they go to Pasadena
0: So we're in the third movie now, right?
1: Yeah, we're in the third movie now. They go to Pasadena to get more flowers to bring back so that the bees will cross-pollinate every flower to the trees and to the other flowers. And then the world is saved. And he and Vanessa run a flower shop, and he's a lawyer that runs a little business out of the back of it. And he helps cows. And he helps cows. And that, folks... Is the end. I'm going to help myself to some taffy. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, can we agree that Mumble the Penguin walked so that Barry B. Benson could run? Uh huh. Didn't Mumble the Penguin sue humans for, for eating all the penguins' fish or something? I don't know.
1: I don't think he sued. Sorry, I put, just put some taffy in. I don't think Mumble sued humans, but I think he was just like, look at this. and then, yeah, there's and then a the montage humans sued the... each other.
0: There's definitely a gavel yeah. banging at some point in that mm-hmm. montage.
1: There's a montage of like where humans are like, look at these graphs, and then they're like banging their <laughs> fists in indignation on the table, and then things get better.
0: So they saw the 2006 movie, Happy Feet, and they said, this movie would be better if it was actually the, su- the penguins suing the human race for taking their fish.
1: This movie would be good but it needs more litigation. Mhm.
0: Um,
1: yes, we I, should have brought Scott on to help us talk about law. Yes.
0: Yes, Scott would have been a great guest to talk about this movie that is 33% illegal legal drama. Mhm. Um, it is very weird how the, the middle portion of this movie is just mostly takes place in a, in a courtroom and it gets there so fast. Like Yes. Because it's like I I remembered the courtroom scene being like the climax of the movie, but that's not at all the case. It's like suddenly Barry B. Benson realizes, oh, the humans are taking our honey, and the next scene, they're in a courtroom, and you're like, there's still an hour movie left. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, in any other movie, it absolutely would be the climax uh, because that would be the whole movie. But this movie instead said, okay, we did one. How about another? We did rom com. How about another? How about courtroom drama? And then they they did it.
0: And then the third the third movie, I guess, is like a um <laughs> <laughs> a- apocalyptic <laughs> drama. A movie about this is the future that liberals want. They want bees mm-hmm. to be bees to not have jobs and be reliant on subsidies. <laughs> yes. And uh the skies will turn gray because of this and uh life will end. Uh but yep. everything turns out okay because the bees get their jobs back, I guess.
1: Yeah, well, they they find a reason to work. They don't even really do their jobs for themselves. They're more or less doing it for others. Yeah, they're Which like means I guess
0: honey's important.
1: Well, in a certain sense, this movie has, if you look at it this way, you know, the bees, they, they use this verbiage themselves, if I'm remembering correctly. They're like, we're we're, we're slaves to the right. humans. And then at the end, they're like, but I guess it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's very, very important that if you're going to try and argue that this movie is good, which I can't imagine many people would, you have to look at it as like an eco drama about the importance of like the circle of life or whatever and do mm-hmm. not look at it as a slavery meta- metaphor, because it is, it's is—it's not going to work for that. <laughs> you
1: will lose that argument.
0: Yeah, because if, if you're going to look at it that way, the, the the conclusion that the movie comes to is that actually slavery is maybe good. I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the conclusion that I think that they're trying to come to is, oh, bees, they're not so bad. They actually help us. Right. That's what it seems like they're trying to do, but they do not really ever get there.
0: Um, we need to talk about the fact that Jerry Seinfeld is playing, I think, a teenager in this movie. Correct. He would be a teenager. Because he's like graduating high school, I think. Mm-hmm. B high school. B high school, and he's yeah. Like, Mom, Dad, I
1: don't want to be a B. <laughs> I'm graduating high school. I fell in love with a human. We're we won We won the big bugs. game. What about the big
0: game, Mom? Um, Are you two bad bugs? Oh, that is something that happens in the movie. So, th- yeah, they don't, like, skirt around the be and human and love thing. Like, they make references to it like that, which is just they don't even, uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, they don't even say, like, we clearly know that on an anatomical level this would not work. They're just like, well, wouldn't you know? You know, a tall man, a tall woman, and a short boy are together. That's kind of how they look at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, crazy that these two found each other. <laughs> um, Jerry Seinfeld kind of has like his whole vibe is like he he notices things like, <laughs> like Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld do, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that maybe the idea is that, um, Jerry Seinfeld is this man who sees through the facade of culture and notices things and he, st- he tells us those things and that is, uh, that is where his humor comes from and that is why he also realizes that he doesn't want to be a bee anymore. <laughs> That's my meta read of this movie. And he also notices that the humans are taking advantage of bees because he's Jerry Seinfeld and he notices things.
1: So that's why they chose Jerry. Se- Did they right. say, "Okay, Jerry Seinfeld notices things"? What if we had a really self-aware B, and then they wrote a movie around this?
0: Right. I think probably it was a it was a much younger actor cast in the role first, and they were like, "You know, this this actor needs to be somebody who notices things." Needs to <laughs> Jerry be Seinfeld. So they yeah, brought in Jerry. It is,
1: it is weird that it is Jerry. Right,
0: I agree that it is weird that it is Jerry. <laughs> Do you think I he think, looks like Jerry? No, I don't. Okay. I
1: think, yeah, no, I don't. Do you? Do you think he looks like Jerry?
0: I don't think he looks like Jerry. I think he's far too like cute to be Jerry. But it it yes. does kind of look like they made an effort to make him look like one point five percent like Jerry. In um, in what regard? What is that one point five percent? I don't know. I can't describe it. It's like they they like made a human cute human face for this bee, and then someone like took the Jerry scale, which was, it was at zero and they moved it up to one and a half and it just slightly changed that, that face just the, 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 the slightest amount, um, which I ha I wish they hadn't done that. I wish he was just a cute looking bee.
1: So the, this was the last movie that Jerry Seinfeld was in. Okay this where is he was crazy. not Jerry Seinfeld.
0: Okay, interesting. I did not know that.:
1: Yes, I, I thought it was. I was unsure, but he's been in some like TV shorts or, you know, movies, but as himself, as Jerry Seinfeld.:
0: Yeah, and, and Sting is in this movie because yes. because his name is Sting, and that is the joke.:
1: Yes, uh, they think that they use the words "appropriation.
0: For right. name. It's cultural appro- appropriation, the fact that Sting's name is Sting. Yes, so,
1: which everyone knows that he's talking about
0: bees. Right. Um, this movie's very bad. Mm-hmm. There's not a read on this movie that works.
1: Yeah, there is nothing, truthfully, there's nothing redeemable about this movie. I don't even know if kids would like it because it's so all over the place.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, let's. There is the you like jazz line that could be maybe a redeeming factor, um, and we got some fun memes from it. Um, the over the hedge bear does show up at one point, so that's fun. Yeah. This was
1: after over the hedge, yes,
0: yes, it would be. Yes, I think it was right after. Which, oh man, we got to talk about over the hedge on this show. We can't do it now because we've just done two like bad DreamWorks movies in a row. But I really love. more over taffy. Hedge. Sorry. Oh, okay, great. Perfect. Yes. I loved Over the Hedge and I actually am a little scared to rewatch it because that movie has a Ben Fold soundtrack. It's, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, B-movie. We're talking about B-movie. Um, what do you think about Matthew Broderick in this movie? And, and tell me about bad, it with a mouthful of taffy.
1: Bad casting.
0: I actually don't know if, if I've ever seen Matthew Broderick well cast in anything.
1: <laughs> he dies. So that's the thing. Or he almost dies.
0: Yeah, he doesn't die. I wish he did.
1: He um gets real jazzed up mm-hmm. and goes and stings um John Goodman in the rear end. Right. And you think and he's gonna they, die? Yeah. But they replace his stinger with a cocktail toothpick or a cocktail sword.
0: And and is that a funny joke? What would you say to that?
1: Uh yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah, I'd say that could potentially be a funny joke, but. It, it, that, that, at that point, the movie is just too far gone. You can't really enjoy it.
1: We're about halfway through the movie at that point.
0: Right, and we have been introduced to Moose Blood at that point, who's a pretty solid character.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Mooseblood is the best character.
0: He is, and unfortunately, I think he's only in two very short scenes. Yep. Chris Rock as Mooseblood. Chris Rock as Mooseblood is great, and he's a mosquito. He's got like pilot goggles on, and he meets him on a windshield. That's kind of fun.
1: He's going up. Sorry, I had to. You just made my a gross down. noise. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was watching my taffy down. But Moose Blood is on his way up to Alaska because he wants to drink, you guessed it, Moose Blood. blood.
0: Oh, yeah, Moose Blood. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's why they call him Moose Blood, is because he's like, I want to drink some Moose Blood. Yeah.
0: Um, which is, it makes sense. Uh, I'm but sorry. They
1: would call me Taffy if that's how they named people.
0: Did you realize that Oprah Winfrey played the role of Judge Bumbleton in this movie? What? <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't realize that. She was the judge? I guess so. But, I mean, it's huh. named Bumbleton, which makes me think, was she a bee B-judge?
1: no i mean she was just a judge
0: well i know but like now i'm thinking like was she not that judge but instead a B judge that was they cut to it at one point i don't know why else would the judge be named bumbleton maybe it's just because this is a bad movie
1: yeah i'm gonna look up judge bumbleton
0: now is it funny that vanessa's last name is bloom because she's a florist i think it's ironic okay that is actually pretty funny and this is actually a good movie Oh
1: no! Judge Bumbleton was
0: the judge. Yeah. Now, is there a wiki page for Judge Bumbleton?
1: Wiki fandom. <laughs> Let's see. Judge Bumbleton. Wait. Okay. Judge or B movie lore. I'm gonna click on that instead.
0: Now. Okay. This is very exciting.
1: Um. The me. The B movie dat boy Harambe Kermit Kazoo Kid. We are number one ingredients and lore blend with black tea, honeybush tea, cocoa nibs. What am I hearing? Right chocolate. Now? I'm reading to you what the page is telling me about Judge Bumbleton. Uh, this is B movie lore. Okay. You like jazz? Oh, black and yellow. As their relationship blossoms, he discovers humans actually eat honey, and subsequently decides to sue them. Bumbleton basically Kobe Bryant's that piece of lore into the trash by having Beam arrive and eventually partner with Optimus Prime on the... Pl- okay, what are you talking re- about? What is happening? Re- I'm reading this. I know it sounds like I'm having a stroke, but I'm not. So let me skip ahead a little bit. Blah B blah, blah, blah. finding himself in California, Beach Town 20 years before he meets Sam Witwicky, played by Shia LaBeouf. In the first Transformers movie, gave some fans the belief that the continuity of base films may no longer hold. How are we in Transformers now? Yellow, black. Steven Spielberg suggests making B movie animated to Jerry Seinfeld. B performs, B performs an interrogating, interroguing dance of abundance, and it finds a rich field full of flowers it returns to the hive begins an intricate dance the end okay this is that was that bit was unusable
0: <laughs> i think there was probably a little bit of usable stuff in there <laughs> but i was legitimately just so confused the whole time
1: well i was reading it exactly how it was printed
0: <laughs> i believe you um, listeners, just know that <laughs> Clint just spent about forty minutes reading off of that page. So whatever made it into the episode was the good stuff.
1: <laughs> Apparently this movie did not do well at the box office.
0: Oh, I can't imagine why.
1: Let's see. How much do you think B movie w- cost to make?
0: Oh, I don't know. Sixty bucks?
1: Sixty bucks? I think you're a little off, bud. Holy shnikes. I-
0: I really don't have a great frame of reference for how much animated movies typically cost to make. So what I'm going to do is, how much I'm going to see how much Shark Tale cost to make.
1: Okay, uh, good.
0: Shark Tale budget was approximately seventy-five million. So I'm going to guess that this one was went up a little bit because they were okay. like Shark Tale, rousing success. I don't know. Um, I'm going to I'm going to guess it was ninety million.
1: <laughs> one hundred and fifty million
0: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what was? Did, um, five years after. Or six years after Shark Tale, so...
1: Yeah, and at a uh, gl- global box office, it performed at $287 million, so...
0: Um, just because this is something we typically touch on with animated movies, what did you think of the quality of the animation?
1: So here's the thing. I'm sorry, I just ate some taffy.
0: Oh, I couldn't have guessed.
1: Um, I don't think that the animation was half bad.
0: No, it's not that bad. It's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. It was passable.
0: It's extremely simple, um, which I think is like probably what you should do. When at that time, the capabilities of DreamWorks were not that great. Like, I think I think Shark Tale was a little bit more ambitious animation wise than this movie, and that's one reason it looks a little worse. Yeah, um, but this movie's just very boring to look li- look at. I think.
1: Yeah, they're they do several shots where it's supposed to be these like grand reveals you know, where they're going inside of the hive. Yeah. And it's just kind of boring shots. It looks like it's a small world.
0: Yeah, I don't like the way the bees look. I just think, I don't know. There's just something about it that's very stupid to me. I mean, they look Some like Some of Simpsons. the bees look fine. They're just little yellow people. Make them look more like bees.
1: Yeah, they they do look too human, specifically Jerry Seinfeld's character. Mm-hmm. Looks very human. But Apparently,
0: I also don't think, You like jazz? Would be as funny if he didn't look like that.
1: Hey, so I just found there is a T-shirt that you can get with the entire B-movie script printed on it. (laughs) Do you want it? I actually
0: 100% do want it. How much is it?
1: Let's look. Let's see. Texas Teen shows Jerry Seinfeld shirt. Let's see. Oh, they custom did it. Yeah, but it's I would the assume, entire script.
0: I would assume DreamWorks didn't print this t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at B movie script t-shirt. It's amazing. It's very very small print. I I pictured yes. it being like covering up the entire t-shirt. That would be really funny if it was. Uh, this is a very very funny shirt, and I actually might buy this later. B movie shirt. So w- I'm looking at it now.
1: Oh, you can buy it. Yeah. It's fifteen bucks.
0: It's not bad.
1: <laughs> that's not bad. Can you get that?
0: Can we both get it? Can you? You
1: can get it with a mug. You can get it on a mug.
0: Yeah, I already got too many mugs. But if I got a t shirt, I would actually wear it because, like, you can get I just, it
1: on a baby jumper.
0: <laughs> that's very good, and I will be getting that for my nephew. Or an apron. he's too old for that now sadly but um i do i do think it'd be funny for like people to ask you like what is on your shirt like what's that say because it's so small you can't read it and oh it's the b movie script i'm sorry what
1: <laughs> i'm sorry you had to say what
0: <laughs> did, you, did you just say that that is the b movie script
1: what's funny is this and then, website and i said no
0: it is actually b movie script there's no the
1: you can order this shirt and um you it's always gonna have black text, and you can order this shirt in black, which it's just <laughs> black text over black.
0: Which I I wear a lot of solid black t shirts, so that would just look like my normal attire. But I could like nudge someone. <laughs> Imagine me like being like in, in a movie theater next to a stranger in a crowded movie theater. And, you know when sharks aren't attacking people in the world. Right. And just nudging them and being like, hey, my shirt actually has the B-movie script on it.
1: You want to read it, baby? (laughs) Hey, baby, you want to read the B-movie?
0: Hey, baby, you want to read the B-movie script? Hey, baby. I need you to (laughs) lean in real close. You want to read the B-movie script? Was that Patrick Warburton?
1: Yes, because Patrick Warburton is in this film.
0: Yeah. um, And you did say that um, John Goodman was going to come back at some point because in order to put his his name in the title of the episode, I do need him to at least say one more thing.
1: Ask him a question. Oh, no, I will just read one of his quotes. Okay. How about that? Yeah, do that. Okay, one second.
0: I'm sorry, you said you would or he would? Ah, uh,
1: he would. Okay. Oh, okay, so to answer your question, you can get a shirt covered in the entire B-movie script. So. Oh, okay, cool. Let's see, Jim Cummings is the narrator. Who he voices Winnie the Pooh, right? Yeah, there's a narrator in this movie at the very beginning. Okay, I missed that. Let's see. Um. Okay, that's cruel to
0: make Jim Jim Cummings (laughs) (laughs) narrate a movie where they (laughs) kill Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, but that's probably how they were able to get Winnie the Pooh in this. Um, I did just type Jim Cummings into Google, and you know what the first result is?
1: B-movie?
0: B-movie cast. Huh. It
1: probably already knew.
0: Not Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, no, it's because I like Googled other B-movie stuff earlier, and Google knows that I'm into B-movie right now, but it's still pretty funny to think of that being <laughs> the first thing he's known for.
1: Um. So here is my quote from him. Um, I don't
0: want to hear your quote. I want to hear. Or here is his own quote. Bring him back into the studio.
1: Will some angel of mercy crawl, come crawl to suck the
0: poison out of my heaving buttocks? Um, I actually think you've lost it. <laughs> I think I have lost. I don't it. know what happened. This is a sad day because you used to have a really good, um, what's his name, John Goodman impression.
1: Yeah, I'm R-
0: sorry. R.I.P. pour one out.
1: I can still uh, no. I can still do. Um, uh, Jeff Bridges.
0: Yeah, can you read that line as Jeff Bridges?
1: Where's the angel of mercy? Come crawl to select the poison
0: from my heaving band.
1: I think I lost it.
0: Uh, that was better than the John Goodman, though. That was.
1: I gotta eat some taffy.
0: <laughs> it's something about that little syllable that you start all of your John or Jeff Bridges impressions with—that makes me laugh every time. Just the <laughs> 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 that little whimper that you do at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that is a gentleman. <laughs> Well, um, unless we have any burning thoughts about the movie B-Movie, we're not entirely done talking about it because I do want to talk about the, some of the more sinful parts of this movie, if you know what I mean. It's time Get for ahead. sinful moments. Yeah. Um, I was telling you before we started recording... Oh, man. Are you eating more taffy?
1: Some spicy taffy. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I was telling you before we started recording that... It's a very long parents guide section that I haven't really read ahead of time. So um, Mm. uh, this is going to be interesting. I'll just tell you that the violence and gore and sex and nudity sections are both very long. And uh, for those of you who are new to the show, this is where we pull up the parents guide section on IMDb and Clint guesses what is in each section. The sections are uh, sex and nudity, violence and gore, profanity, alcohol, drugs and smoking and frightening and intense scenes. Good. Um, can we just start with frightening and intense scenes because there's only one thing in it?
1: Oh, there's a scene where a bee stings a man in the rear end?
0: No, so that's not frightening or intense according to these B Movie parents. Okay. Uh, according to them, the frightening and intense scene is when a human flies a small plane and crashes in flames into the side of a mountain in a dream sequence. Don't really remember that truthfully. Yeah, I don't either, honestly. Um, what section would you like to do next? Um, Profanity. Okay, there are two items in here.
1: Mm, I don't have any guesses. Can you give me <laughs> a hint?
0: Um. Okay, so one of the items is name-calling, but then in parentheses they have a bunch of examples. Can you remember maybe any of the examples <laughs> that would mm, be in there? No, I don't. B-boy... You're not far off because one of them is Hive Boys. Hive Boys. That's name calling. Good. good And they also just have fat and stupid. Uh, One of them is blood-sucking parasite, and then they say hothead. That's a bad word, apparently.
1: That is a bad word. Yes, indeed.
0: Hothead. Um, Okay, so there's one scatological term, three anatomical terms, butt and buttocks is what they say. Three religious Mm. references. (laughs) It says, be Jesus and very Jewish. Okay. Uh, but then uh it says one derogatory remark. And this makes people very uncomfortable, but we will say it because we are uh we we're, we're nothing if not real on this show. It says honey slave to the white man. That was yes, a line. Yes, they do say movie. that. They so, do say that. So w- what I said earlier about uh, about how you really can't see this as like a slavery allegory or else you're going to run into problems. Uh the movie doesn't give you a whole lot of choice because it knows Yeah, what they kind of do that for you. <laughs> Um alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Can you remember anything that would go into this section?
1: They drink champagne together. Yes.
0: A woman is shown drinking wine twice, it says. Wine products? white wine twice. Oh, okay. Wine twice. twice. Yeah, so There's they a drink couple wine. Of, a couple of other things. Any other guesses? Something about our friend Moose Blood. Moose blood smokes. Crack. <laughs> it says a mosquito talks about drinking moose blood as if it is an exotic drug. Ah, okay. <laughs> or he just wants moose blood. There's so okay. Do you remember something about? Well, I can't really think of what hint to give you, so I'll just read it. It says bees are said to be addicted and forced to smoke as a beekeeper uses a smoker to sedate them.
1: Yeah, I remember that. That was a big a
0: big part. And then this is the, a drag queen. <laughs> the other thing is, bee sips what appears to be a martini. So shame on you, Barry B. Benson, for drinking That's a That's true. Shame on you. Uh, Good hell. We've got alcohol, drugs, and, s- oh, sorry. We've got uh, sex and nudity, and we've got violence and gore. Which one do you want to go to? Let's just jump
1: into sex and nudity. Let's yeah, jump into it. Yeah, I think it's time,
0: it. isn't it? There's a bunch in here, so just, just have at it.
1: A woman is perceived to be in an intimate relationship with a bumblebee.
0: Okay, so it says, a bee and a human are shown on a date. And mm. then it says, so there's a few things about this that would all fall into I think. And then it says, a bee develops a crush on a human woman. Um, and then it says, a boy bee has a romantic fantasy. A boy bee. <laughs> 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 Jerry bee Seinfeld. <laughs> That's my description of this movie. Jerry Seinfeld is a boy bee. Uh, a boy bee has a romantic fantasy about a human woman. We see the bee and the woman on a date having a picnic, etc. right. There's still a lot in this section. Any other guesses?
1: Um, Well, John Goodman says, are you two bedbugs? Implying that the two are intimate. Yeah, that's got to be in here, right? Um, That can't, that has to be in there.
0: Well, what it says about him is during questioning by a lawyer, a bee witness is asked about the nature of the relationship between a bee and a human woman, implying that there's more than friendship. Oh, yeah. And uses the term bedbug. So, yeah.
1: Yep so icky. They're just so bold about that.
0: Yeah. Anything else in here?
1: Um they talk about how the queen is all their mother and they don't really procreate with each
0: other. Okay, a bee tells his tells his friend that another bee is hot and then the bee reminds him that all the bees in the hive are cousins. So that's not the same yep. thing. But yeah, kind that's of,
1: in the very beginning. He that's goes, really she's all hot. And it's like, <laughs> ooh. Yes. There's, uh
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like there's, there's a couple of things in here that just shocked me that I don't remember at all. Um, yeah, let's hear them. A, a boy bee accuses another male bee of making out with a human woman and describes her as his girlfriend. Okay, so I do remember that, actually. Yeah, I remember that. Matthew Broderick says that they were making out. Um, a bee talks about a cricket he used to date and how her legs kept him up all night. Mm-hmm. I remember do you remember that.
1: that? I do.
0: I think I missed that. Um,
1: I believe his father said that. Okay.
0: Okay. No, I do remember this now. Um, and one B talks about shacking up with a grasshopper. Cool. All right. Uh, I feel like let's move to let's hit a few things in violence and gore, and then we'll then we'll be done being sinful. Got any guesses for this section? Now this is the longest section. Violence and gore. Yes.
1: A B. There's a scene where a man like hits a bee with a lot of things and tries to flush him down the toilet and burn him with flames.
0: Yeah. A man tries several times to kill a bee, including with flames made from spray air, freshener, and a lighter, but the bee is saved and remains unhurt. And then it says, in the UK, the BBFC required that the scene with the homemade flamethrower be changed to a harmless shower head. <laughs> Which, yep. uh, I guess the British people just didn't, um, couldn't handle that. <laughs> Oh, really hot blame for TV, him. yeah. It's pretty intense. Any other guesses yeah. for this?
1: Um, no, I truthfully cannot think of any. That surprises me that that is the longest section.
0: Yeah, let me just scan it and see if there's anything worth mentioning. A bee finds a dead insect in the cooling system of a car. We see the insect with his eyes open frozen in an ice cube. Uh, a family gets into, car, into a car accident when a bee enters the car and they try various methods of killing the bee. The driver is distracted and runs into a couple of other cars, but the passengers inside the, the car appear to be unhurt. Um, appear
1: to be, but they have internal bleeding.
0: I mean, I'm just yeah. reading this, and like none of these are interesting enough to say, but like <laughs> they just really went through every instance every of bit. any sort of slapstick violence in this movie. This is the goriest film of all time, but uh, I think we've, we've covered the big <laughs> stuff. So, that was Sinful Moments. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> it feels nope, oddly appropriate, but that was the wrong button.
1: There we go. You did it. You were very sinful with this one.
0: I was very sinful. So, now it is time to put this movie through the gauntlet. Um, we must ask the three questions that we ask of every movie that we talk about on this show. Is this movie good for kids? Is this good for adults? And does it stand the purely nostalgia test of time? So, is this movie good for kids? What do you think, Clint?
1: No, it is not good for kids. It, it's boring, actually. Yeah, it I, is I, boring. It wasn't even like Delgo or, or Dougal, where it was like so bad you got enjoyment out of it. It was just, it was just blah.
0: Yeah, um, this movie is very bad very bad for kids, very boring. I don't remember enough about it and I know that I saw it in theater, so if I remember that little of it, that means it didn't make an impression on me when I saw it as a uh I was in 7th grade at the time, so I was a tween. Mm. Um is this movie really Just good like for the animorphs. Just I was a tween just like the animorphs. You should call those books anna tweens. Um tweenomorphs. <laughs> tweenomorphs? No. No, that's bad actually. Um is this movie good for adults? What do you think? Uh, no, it's
1: not. It's not good for adults.
0: I agree it's not good for adults. You know why? Why? Because it, be, and a lady are in love, and that is bad. Yeah. It's, they shouldn't be. It's pretty bad. You're right. I mean, Shape of Water is kind of the same, though. But Shape of Water's better. But it won Oscar. Yeah. Um, does it stand <laughs> the test of time? No. It's plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't. It's bad now. It was bad then. This movie gets a big fat zero for every question, which means um it goes to hell. Is that what we where we send the bad ones? Where well, did we send Shrek It tail?
1: goes to its proverbial version of hell. Okay, and where is that? Um to work constantly until you die.
0: I was gonna say in the version of the world where bees don't make honey anymore and the the world's gonna die
1: that's true so okay so just laziness
0: (laughs) sure this movie goes this movie goes to lazy land lazy town um yes (laughs) (laughs) B movie hey can we start sending every movie to lazy town when it's bad
1: you heard it here, folks.
0: This is the beginning of a bit. If we remember next time, we'll start sending bad movies to LazyTown. And I have a feeling we might be sending a movie to LazyTown in two weeks. But who knows? <laughs> um, well, that depends. What are we doing next? That does depend. I'm very excited about what we're doing next. And I'm going to let you say it after this drum roll. We are doing the Kurt Cameron version of "Left Behind." This is very exciting because um, this is something we've—I feel like—touched on at very various points on, on the podcast. Is growing up in an extreme evangelical world, which is—I um, just—I think—is there's a lot of fun pop culture that comes in that, yes. And, um, Left Behind is one of those things. It's a movie about the end of the world. It's a Christian movie about what happens um, when uh, there is a rapture and everybody dies. <laughs> I don't really but we're remember.
1: <laughs> but we're not just covering that one. We're doing a comparative. Um, because it, it, eagle-eyed listeners would note that we were supposed to be doing the original Mulan versus the new live-action true but we don't have thirty dollars <laughs> that's true we cannot rub because we have together. to buy a
0: b-movie shirt
1: <laughs> uh-huh so yeah instead of comparing the mulans instead we're going to be comparing the left behind movies
0: um and we'll still probably do mulan eventually like maybe when it's on disney plus but uh for now it's Not Left behind now. time so i'm very excited about this there are several of the original series with Kurt Cameron, Left Behind Movies. We're just going to do the first one because that's the one that uh, they did a remake of with Nicolas Cage. And mm-hmm. I have never seen the newer one, which came out how long ago? Uh, I think it was 2014? Uh, yeah, 2014. And, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about this on, off mic. Like, sometimes we, we delve into movies that are not quite as much kids' movies, which I think the first or i think the left behind movies are not kids movies they're like they traumatized me as a kid but also okay. like this was the kind of movie that if you grew up in like a baptist family like your parents would make you watch this movie as a kid because they're like we ha- yeah we, absolutely we have to, to, to be prepared this. for the Antichrist. so this was a pretty big part of our childhoods i think so yes absolutely um i i am just so excited about
1: this the main character's name is Buck Williams.
0: Buck Williams. Yes. I'm so, so excited.
1: I also am, like, kind of anxious about it.
0: Why are you anxious?
1: Just as an evangelical and growing up in that background, mm-hmm. the uh, end of times and all that talk has just riddled me with anxiety.
0: Yes. It is It is the most terrifying thing when you were a Christian little boy growing up. And even yeah. if... Um, listeners i think if you're a christian person like clinton and i are you will get a lot of enjoyment out of it but if you are not i still think this could be very fun i don't think you need to watch the movie ahead of time necessarily but if you want to i would recommend it because i think it's kind of wild um but you can get a, a glimpse into into uh the world that we, was such a big part of our lives growing up was this idea that the world is going to end at any second. And it's it's kind of back in vogue now with um, the shark pandemic that's going on. So that's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's popular again.
0: (laughs) It's good for world ending. Um, So that'll be very fun. We'll see you in two weeks for that. And uh, Hey, we're on social media. Did you know that? Why aren't you following us? Yeah, go ahead. Get Uh, on there. (laughs) <laughs> i'll get yeah uh, i'll go ahead um we have a twitter <laughs> account <laughs> at purely nostalgia um, and we have an instagram account at purely nostalgia pod um, i am on twitter at elisha p smith and i'm on letterboxd at elisha p smith as well
1: i am also on twitter and letterboxd at ClinchJH page the jh does stand for jazz hands and if you like what you heard, go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and subscribe. That goes a long way in making sure we are at the top of the list for purely and nostalgic-based content.
0: And uh, hey, listen, if Nikolai the freaking Antichrist over here has an outlawed TikTok by now, you can follow <laughs> me on TikTok Jeez. at Mr. Wallet. That is a bold statement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, everyone is the Antichrist. That is um, what I believe. Every, everyone Ow. who is a personal threat to me, I believe, is the Antichrist. They are Nikolai Carpathia, <laughs> The snake man from Russia or wherever he's from. Where is he? Oh, he's from Israel, isn't he? No, Romania. Romania. I,
1: I don't remember.
0: Okay. And he has muscle
1: beneath his skin. <laughs> that is something that we read earlier.
0: Uh, i 'm so excited okay well I think Val do sorry we talked about the movie but be yeah, b- d- b- d- b- d- b- d- that I'll do donkey we'll see you soon
1: and skinna for listening so sorry, Animorphs is hilarious looking.
0: Um, tell me what you think is hilarious about Animorphs.
1: They're turning into animals, and the, some of the animals that they turn into are so funny. <laughs> yeah. A boy turns into a cockroach.
0: Does he? That's actually kind of a spoiler, and I'm mad that you said that. What? <laughs> no, it's, a, uh, it's funny that that could be a spoiler, but... Literally, in the book I was listening to earlier today, the two characters had the conversation of like, I hope we never have to turn into a bug. (laughs) And then you just spoiled that for me. Well, that was foreshadowing. No, I know. I just think it's funny.
1: A a boy, a girl turns into a horse, it looks like.
0: Yeah. she's a horse girl, but you know, girl horse.